Hey, what's up, everybody? It is me, the Cheesehead of the South, and I'm running this whole entire show all by myself. I know that you got tired of those other two yahoos spitting their stupid takes and saying whatever random neurons fires in their head, but that's why you got me today. Just me. It is going to be one full hour of unadulterated hot takes. Let's roll the intro because we're doing it my way. Welcome to the 4th and Short Podcast. You're thinking it, and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the 4th and Short Podcast. You heard it. It is I, the lone voice of sanity on this show, spinning the dials, radio style. There is no Princeton Cowboy. There is no self-proclaimed Steelers fan. It's just me, baby. That's right. Now, have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? You know what I'm talking about, okay? Those things where they walk around with the big spits of meat. And, you know, you're there for those big old spits of meat. That's what you're paying for. That's what you walked in that to that joint and paid $50 a head to enjoy. Now, you could go to the salad bar and you could go ahead and go get your potatoes and your corn and your bread and your salad. But look, that's just there to fill you up, to distract you from the excellent steak you could be eating. And you know what? I feel like that's what this show is. Jason and Trent, they're like the salad bar. They're like that buffet of garbage, cheaply produced produce and Sides, me, I'm the Brazilian steak, baby. I'm that big spit of delicious, delicious steak. And you know what? We're cutting out the salad bar today. It's just me. That's right. So let's go ahead and roll this show and enjoy this beautiful course of fire takes. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into first and ten. First and ten. All right. So for first and ten, I don't really have much, but I'm going to go ahead and preview what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about, number one, all of the games that happened this week, setting second and long. After that, we're going to take a brief tour of the current playoff picture, and then in fourth and short, we are going to take a little bit of time and come up with a brand new name for that terrible team that happens to be over in next to Washington, D.C., shall we? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into all of the games this week. Second and long. All right. So the first game that we have to talk about is the Tennessee Titans versus the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Tennessee Titans won 20-17, to 17, but there's several interesting things uh, to notice here. First of all, the Titans, despite maybe those other two saying that they're garbage and they're not good and yada, 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 they still have enough in them and a depleted roster to beat an NFC playoff team in the San Francisco 49ers, okay? Now, also, they have pieces that are starting to come back. 
They've got uh, they've had Julio Jones the last couple of days or games. They also have Derrick Henry starting to get ready to come back for the playoffs. So this is a team that could be peaking at exactly the right time. So don't write off the Tennessee Titans yet. They still have a lot to offer. Secondly, let's take a look over the other side of the ball with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I think we need to bring up the fact that this could be Jimmy G's last year in San Francisco. All right. Now, if you recall, they drafted uh, Trey Lance uh, in, in the draft this year. Now, Trey Lance got hurt, and there's been all kinds of issues there. But Jimmy G is also pretty fragile. He actually uh, he broke a bone. I think it was in his finger uh, this year. or I'm sorry, this last game against the, the Titans. So he's dealing with some, with some health problems himself. Now, this could have playoff implications as they go in trying to make this uh, down the stretch, fending off the Vikings and everybody else there for that, that wild card spot. Um, but we need to at least start talking about the fact that this could be Jimmy G's last year with the 49ers. I think they've seen that he's not the guy that can get it done for them, and they already have Trey Lance waiting in the wings. So it's a very good possibility that this could be it for Jimmy G. Right? So just something to note there. All right, moving on to our next game. We had the Green Bay Packers beating the Cleveland Browns 24-22. to Okay, obviously, as the resident Packer fan on this show, I feel like I need to make a statement about this game. And my statement is that the Packers have a real problem, all right? Our offense goes cold at the most inopportune times ever. It always seems like in the third quarter, we just need one drive to really seal the game. We can't do it. We just go stone cold. And I get it's cold up here, okay? I went for a walk the other day and it was six degrees out. The wind blowing in my face was probably negative with the wind chill. But you know what? This team can't go cold. I can get cold. You can get cold. It's cold up here. I get it. You can't go cold when you need a drive to put the game away. The defense, it's struggling. There's no other way for me to put this. We are terrible against the run. They ran all over us. I know, I know, I know. The Browns have a great run game. They have a great running back. They have a great offensive line. I get it, okay? But the reality is there's no other way to cut it than to look at the cold, hard facts and realize that we are struggling against the run. So you guys also know how critical I have been of our special teams because they're terrible, okay? So the Packers have a real problem. Yes, I understand that we're the number one seed. Yes, I know that we could stave off the Vikings and the Lions and go ahead and uh, win the entire division. And, well, we already won the division, but win number one seed in the NFC. We may even make it past the first game. But sure as I'm sitting here right now, if it is not fixed immediately, we are another NFC championship game exit. It's going to happen. Mark it down. Book it. The Packers are actually in trouble. We're not as good as everyone thinks we are. The Browns, you've got a Baker Mayfield problem. There's no other way to cut it. The guy threw four picks, and he should have thrown five. He is terrible. The Browns will go nowhere as long as Baker Mayfield is at quarterback. Now, I don't have to watch him every week, okay? Jason sees him two more times a year than I normally see him. But Baker Mayfield is terrible. 
He is worse than Kirk Cousins by a mile. They got to get rid of that guy. And until they do, the Browns will go nowhere. All right, moving on, let's take a look at the Indianapolis Colts and the Arizona Cardinals. The Colts beat the Cardinals 22 to 16. Now, it's about time that people start giving the Colts the props that they are due. Take a look at this. In the, in the past four or five games, the Colts have knocked off the Bills, the Patriots, and the Cardinals. All three of those teams are playoff teams. And the Colts, who uh, are now officially in the – well, they're not officially in the playoffs, but, but they do have that – they do have a playoff spot right now. Right? They beat playoff teams, okay? They're looking pretty good. Now, they did lose to the Buccaneers – but I feel like if they played the Bucks again, they would beat them. Okay, people need to start waking up and putting a little respect on the Colts and being afraid of them because the Colts are rolling. All right, now the Arizona Cardinals. I know we've been pretty low on them, and I still have to. I still have to agree on that. Uh, they're not as good as everybody maybe thinks that they are, but they're still good enough to be a playoff team. I'm not going to take that away from them. All right. In the next game, the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots 33-21. to I would almost say that this was a must-win game for the Bills. I understand, I understand that they still could have lost this and still been a playoff team. But it was must-win because I think that if they didn't take the division, they could have been in enough of a tailspin to miss the playoffs. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. They've got the easiest remaining schedule. I get it. I just still felt like this was a must-win game for them to have a little bit of credibility in that division, in that conference even. Because at this point, with this win over the Patriots, they technically, they technically have the tiebreaker over them. So if they win out, here's, here's what they have left. The, the Bills have the Falcons. And the Jets left to play. Now, I'm not exactly a prophet, although I have been known to have some great takes. But I don't see the Bills losing to the Falcons or the Jets. Now, we don't know who the Falcons are. Nobody knows who the Falcons are. The Falcons don't know who the Falcons are. They could show up and win. Who knows? But I just don't see it happening. The Patriots had the Jags and the Dolphins left. Now, we not, know they're not losing to the Jags. They may, I feel like the Dolphins is, is kind of a 50-50 with the way the Dolphins have been playing recently, okay? Bills are currently in the lead. I don't think that they lose another game, so they win out. That would mean that technically they would take the division over the Patriots because of this tiebreaker, all right? So we could see a real, very real scenario where the Buffalo Bills take the division, and the Patriots come in as a wild card. Just something to think about. That was a very important game. Like I said, a must-win game for them because it puts them in a situation where people have to come to their house and play them as opposed to maybe having to go to Foxborough and play the Patriots. So it was good on them. All right, moving on. Let's talk about other playoff teams. The L.A. Rams beat the Minnesota Vikings 30-23. to now, I did watch this game, and I felt like Stafford was not playing well. He seemed to be in a bit of a funk. He wasn't really, he wasn't playing up to, I think, to maybe his, his full potential. But 
even with his picks, now let me see, uh, Stafford actually had a number of picks. Stafford had three picks in this game. But in spite of those three picks, it was still good enough to for the Rams to win, which is pretty impressive, okay? The real problem is with the Vikings because the Vikings are hot and cold all the time. It seems like they'll completely goof away a game and then come out and beat the Packers or somebody like that. So I don't know what's going on with the Vikings, but they're in danger of completely missing the playoffs at this point, and they're not even in as a wild card. So unless they get their act together, they're not going to make the playoffs. They need to find that spark. They need to find that urgency, and they currently don't have it. They have the Packers and the Bears left on their schedule. The Packers win isn't going to come easy, although it could happen because the Packers currently kind of stink. But the this is not going to be an easy road to the playoffs for them, especially. They would have to win out and get help, right? But I don't know if they can do it because they're too hot and cold. All right, moving on. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Carolina Panthers 32-6. to That was a complete slaughter, even though the Bucs have basically no wide receivers left and they don't have a running back left. Len Fournette is on injured reserve until the playoffs. So we could come back in the playoffs, which would be pretty nice for them. But they're still pretty depleted right now. But in spite of that, they still got Tom freaking Brady, and they're good enough to beat the Carolina Panthers down. So Bucks are going to the playoffs. That's all I really got to say about that. Also, the Carolina Panthers still don't have a quarterback. Started Cam Newton, pulled him, put in Sam Darnold. And I don't even know what happened after that because it's just a train wreck down there. All right, let's move on to... The next game on our docket, which is the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Baltimore Ravens 41-21. to This was a really, really big deal for Cincinnati. Number one, if you had Joe Burrow or T. Higgins, they probably saved your fantasy playoff game, right? They went nuts. He threw for like 500 yards. But it's big not because of the fantasy stats but because this allows Cincinnati to take the lead in a crowded AFC North. They currently have a one-game lead now over the Baltimore Ravens. Okay? So the AFC North looks like this. we got Cincinnati first at 9-6, then the Baltimore Ravens at 8-7, Pittsburgh Steelers at 7-7-1, and the Cleveland Browns at 7-8. Okay? This puts Cincinnati in the driver's seat for the last two games of the season. This was big for them. This may have just sealed their playoff spot. So it was a very big deal for them to get this, and they got it, so hats off to them. All right, moving on. We got Philadelphia Eagles taking care of business against the New York Giants, 34-10. to Now, in my notes, I got Hilly slaughters the Giants and takes a wild card. And I know it should be Philly, but let's face it, Philly... You're kind of like a bunch of dumb hillbillies over there. I mean, I know you're not hillbillies, but you guys got the dumb part of it. So congratulations. Uh, but hey, it's good enough for a wild card, so who am I to judge? Moving on. Next game. The L.A. Chargers lose to the Houston Texans 41-29. to I did not see this coming. I didn't think that there was any way that the Chargers were going to lose to the Texans. But sure enough, 
Houston comes and pulls it out and puts a walloping on him. A drubbing, dare we say. I don't know what's going on with the Chargers, but they're at risk of chargering away a sure playoff spot. At least if you go back a few weeks, it was a sure playoff spot. Right now, they are actually on the outside looking. They don't even have a playoff spot right now. So Chargers, you better get your act together and beat the teams that you're supposed to beat if you want to make it to the playoffs. Anyway, I digress. Moving on. Next game, Atlanta beats Detroit 20-16. to Not really much to talk about there. It was two teams going nowhere, and one beat the other. I'll take that back. Atlanta actually does have an outside chance at the playoff spot, but let's not kid ourselves. They're not getting in the playoffs. Next game, speaking of two teams not getting in the playoffs, the New York Jets beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 26-21. to Now, you may think that, hey, this is a game that doesn't matter. Let's not spend any time talking about this. Let's just move on to the playoff teams. But no, we're going to talk about this. You want to know why we're going to talk about this? Because I would like to bring up a point, okay? Now, I know that if the other two were on this podcast, I would be completely dismissed at this point. But no, it's only us. It's me and the intellectual listeners of this podcast able to have a civil discussion about the future of Trevor Lawrence. Now, I would like to bring up a question. Is Trevor Lawrence a bust? Now, I know what you're thinking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, no, no, no. He's on a terrible team. How could you do that? He's just all his team. Well, let's think about this maybe a little bit. Okay, I'm not just here to make provocative statements. I'm not throwing provocative statements at the wall like spaghetti and seeing what sticks. No. Let's think about this. Let's think. Let's ponder this question maybe a little bit. Now, open your fantasy app, okay? I'm sure you play fantasy football. Open it up. Is Trevor Lawrence available or is he on someone's team? Now, if you're like any of the four leagues that I am currently in, Trevor Lawrence is available. You can pick him up in fantasy right now. You can. Let's see. Let's see maybe who else. No, I'm in a pretty competitive league. You know, I would like to say that I'm in I'm in a league with a, a bunch of people who know what they're talking about because they're they're into football and this kind of thing interests them. So surely the, the people in this league would would know that they should pick up Trevor Lawrence because he's good, right? No, he's not good. Here are the people that are available, the top quarterbacks available in a very competitive fantasy league. Ben Roethlisberger, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Josh Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Drew Locke, Trevor freaking Lawrence, Nick Foles, Jake Fromm. These are not good quarterbacks. I did not name the upper crust just now. People with back, people have backup quarterbacks just sitting on the roster and nobody's got Trevor Lawrence. Now, I know you're saying, oh, well, it's fantasy. Fantasy doesn't count for anything. That's right, right, right? Well, it says something. It doesn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now, the problem is, if you look at it, Trevor Lawrence also currently has an adjusted downfield completion percentage of 
2%. That's awful, okay? The problem is, is Trevor Lawrence just isn't playing like first overall talent. He was the first pick of the draft, okay? I get that maybe you need a couple years to develop. I get that you're on a bad team. But man, Justin Fields is on fantasy rosters and you're not, okay? This is not good. Trevor Lawrence may just be a bust after one season. This isn't getting better. He's still going to be on the Jags. He's going to play his four years on Jags. And then is anybody even going to pick him up? I'm just saying you people need to start thinking about this. Anyway, moving on. All right. Next game on our docket, we had the Chicago Bears beat the Seattle Seahawks 25 to 24. Both of those teams are trash, and both of those teams are now 5 and 10. Moving on. Next, we had the Kansas City Chiefs slaughter the Pittsburgh Steelers 36 to 10. Clyde Edwards Hilaire did go out with an injury, which is uh, actually unfortunate for Kansas City, but uh, they're looking like they, they're wrapping up the uh, the AFC. I believe that they are, and I am correct, they are currently the Kansas City Chiefs are the only team in the AFC to clinch a playoff spot. And they have the best record in the AFC of 11 and 4. Kansas City, looking pretty good. All right, next game on the docket is we got uh, the, the L Las Vegas Raiders beating the Denver Broncos 17-13. to 13. Now, both of these teams are technically in, in the race for a playoff spot, okay? Um, Raiders are, are very streaky. I feel like they're – if I, I'll say this about the, the Raiders. The Raiders are the Vikings of the AFC. You just don't know what you're going to get from them. They're good. They have pieces. But for some reason, they just can't put it together. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are the Vikings of the AFC. And the last game I want to talk about is Dallas completely drubbing the Washington football team 56-14. to There's just not much to say about this, okay? This was awful. You had Washington football team linemen swinging punches at each other on the sideline, okay? It was awful. Now, let me say two things to Dallas fans, okay? Trent, if you're listening, if anybody who cheers for Dallas is listening, first of all, I'm going to say something good, okay? We're going to hit you with a compliment, then we're going to hit you with an insult. McCarthy is 7-1 and one in December under McCarthy. That's pretty good, okay? Dallas looks pretty good. But you beat Washington. You didn't beat some playoff team, okay? You beat Washington. So go ahead and take this with a grain of salt. And dare I say it, R-E-L-A-X, okay? You didn't beat somebody who's a world beater. You beat a team you were supposed to beat. Yeah, a blowout's fun. They happen once in a while. But don't forget, you, they played you pretty darn tight last time. And if they could have put the ball in the end zone after that Dak Prescott interception, you guys could have lost that game. But 
the, the Washington football team so they didn't, right? So, yes, it's a win. Take your trophy. Take your you beat Washington twice trophy. Take your, your NFC East championship trophy. And you go ahead and take that home. And you celebrate for a day because that's great. But let's face it. It was still the Washington football team. All right. Last game. The game that's currently going on right now. I think this one's actually kind of interesting. The Dolphins are playing the Saints, and they're beating them 10-3. to Now, get this. The Dolphins, the team that started like 1-7, okay? If they beat the Saints, which they're currently doing, they will have that 7th AFC, AFC wild card spot. That's pretty incredible. They'll be 8-7, and seven, and they will have that spot. This has never actually been done before. No team started 1-7 and gone on to make the playoffs. But the Dolphins are currently doing it. Now, they still have two more games to go, okay? But they've got a shot. They've been on a crazy streak, and let's hope they keep it going. Uh, could, and this is my question, could we see three teams from the AFC East make the playoffs? We could. You could have the Bills winning that division, the Patriots coming in uh, second, and then the Dolphins. The, 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 if the Dolphins beat the Patriots, I think that they're going to get in. So hats off to the Dolphins. That would be absolutely incredible. Well, that does it for uh, second and long. Let's go ahead and move on to third and three. Third and three. All right. So for third and three, we are going to go ahead and we are going to take a look at the playoff picture. Okay. So here's the current playoff picture. In the AFC, only team that has clinched the playoffs is the Chiefs at 11 and 4, and they clinched their division. Okay. Here is the other teams in order of where they stand. You have the Titans, number two, at 10 and 5. Now they have not clinched their division because remember the red hot Colts are nipping at their heels. So after you got 10 and 5, we have one, two, three, four teams at nine and six. That'd be the Bengals, the Bills, the Colts, and the Patriots. The Bills are currently in the lead in their division because they have the tiebreaker over the, over the Patriots. And the Bengals have a one-game lead in their division. And then the Colts are second in the AFC South coming for the Titans. Um, Titans need to be careful of the Colts. Like I said, I think the Colts, whether it doesn't really matter whether they play them home or away, I think that the Colts could win and beat the Titans right now. But I, I think the Titans will still take that division. Um, so after that, so here, here's where it gets dicey is after the nine and six teams, which I think that they're all pretty much locks for playoffs at this point, become the eight and seven teams. Here's what you got at eight and seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that the Dolphins win tonight. Okay. I'm gonna make that assumption just to kind of spice things up. So let's say the Dolphins win and they're at eight and seven. That would put the Dolphins as the first eight and seven team in. Here's the other eight and seven teams that are that are trying to get in. The Ravens, the Chargers, the Raiders. 
those three teams all want to come in and take the Dolphins' eight and seven spots. You got Dolphins eight and seven, Baltimore Ravens eight and seven, Chargers eight and seven, Raiders eight and seven. That's four teams at eight and seven. Still in the hunt, technically, would be the Steelers at seven, seven, and one, the Browns at seven and eight, and the Broncos at seven and eight. I really don't see any of those teams getting in this year. Um, so I think it comes down to these four eight teams, which should be pretty be pretty big here. Now the Raiders and the Chargers have to play each other still. So one of those two teams is gonna whoever wins that game is gonna knock the other team out. So that'll take care of itself. So really, then you still have the Dolphins and the and the Ravens who who have to do well. Now, before you poo poo the Dolphins, like I said, they started one and seven. They're about to be eight and seven. That's a seven game winning streak. That is incredible. Okay, um, my pick. Ooh, who would my pick be? Uh, I think I, man, I don't trust the Raiders. Baltimore doesn't have Lamar Jackson back yet. Uh, I'm not sure if he's supposed to come back this week or not. Uh, the charges just seem to be charging it away and, and the, and the dolphins are red hot right now. I think I got to give it to the dolphins. I think that they're gonna, they'll win the one game. I forget who it was against the Jaguars, maybe. And then the Patriots are going to be a real, real stumbling block to them. But I think that's their last game. And I think that the Patriots will be resting their players because they already have it on lockdown. So I think that the Miami Dolphins sneak in as that last spot over on the AFC side. Oh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be wild. We've got four teams gunning for it, though. All right, let's, so let's take a look on the NFC side. This one's, this one's uh, much clearer. The Packers have already clinched. The Clinster division, they're in. The Cowboys have clinched their division. They're in. The Buccaneers have clinched their division. They're in. The Rams have clinched the playoffs, but not the division. And the Cardinals have clinched the playoffs, but not the division. Okay? So it's between the Rams and the Cardinals for who's going to get that division spot. Outside of that, let's talk about the, the in the hunt, the two, the two other playoff bursts. You would have currently in charge would be the 49ers and the Eagles, both sitting at 8-7. and seven. All right. Um, if the Rams could, or if the Saints could win tonight, they move to eight and seven and they knock all those teams out, but they're not. And I think that they're going to lose to the Dolphins. So I'm going to make that assumption. So here's who you'd have fighting for that spot. You would have the Saints at seven and eight, the Vikings at seven and eight, and the Falcons at seven and eight. Technically, the Washington football team still is in contention, but let's face it, they're not in contention. The Cowboys completely broke them. They've got nothing. So we're sitting with really three teams being the Saints, Vikings, and Falcons who want that spot. Falcons aren't getting it. Let's just go ahead and put that on the books right now. So that's between the Saints and the Vikings to try and take one of those spots. Like I said, I think that the Vikings are too streaky, and I think that they still have to play the Packers, which will probably lose that game. So the Vikings probably won't get it. And I think it's pretty much how it is right now. Unless the Saints pull off a win tonight, I think how it is right now is going to be how it stays, despite the Jimmy G problem and, and his broken whatever it was. I think it was one of his fingers broke. 
despite that, I think that the 49ers will still will still pull it off. And I think the Eagles are good enough to play make the playoffs, not good enough to win a game in the playoffs. And that's pretty much, I think, how it will stay. So that's my playoff uh, picture. That's my recap. That's my take on it. If you don't like it, text me, tweet me, email me, mail me, whatever. Tell me I suck. It's okay. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our last segment of Fourth and Short. Fourth and Short. All right, so for fourth and short, let's go ahead and take a look at that team that I just completely poo-pooed. That would be the Washington football team. They're not just bad right now. They are historically bad. Maybe not numbers-wise, but in my mind, they sure are. So we need to come up. We need, we need to do something to help them. And the only thing I can think of that we could do to help them is to give them a name change. You know, it's like... When you're when you're struggling, your your product is struggling. Say maybe you're a company who's struggling to sell products and you just need something new. So you come out with new Coke, and when new Coke doesn't well, you go back original Coke. You know it's that kind of thing. We just people love to market things. We love to throw names at things and hope it fixes it. Well, maybe a new name is what these guys need because they're so bad. So we put a question up and we said, hey, what should we rename the Washington Football Team? And we got plenty of responses. We got a number of people that said the Redskins. I don't think that would help them because they were terrible as the Redskins and they're just as bad as the Washington football team. But maybe they couldn't be worse. Maybe they need to go back to the team name. I don't know. So another uh, name we got suggestion was the Washington Hobos. Currently, they're playing like hobos. They're standing on the street corner, but instead of begging people for money, they're begging people for wins. And they ain't getting any. So maybe hobos fits them. Another one that we got, uh, response we got was call them the heated bench salesman. That's true because they went ahead and they brought that nice heated bench or whatever it was over, uh, over to Dallas, flew in their own bench, and then things got heated on the bench. So that bench didn't do much for them. But you know what? I, I kept thinking about this. and There were several names I was able to come up with. I came up with maybe the washed-up fighting teammates. I thought maybe the Washington College team because they don't play like a pro team. But as I sat and pondered, I thought about things. Things started coming to me. I looked at their name. I even wrote it out. And as I wrote it out, things got clearer to me. I realized that the best thing we could do for this team is to change their name from WFT to WTF because nobody knows what the f- is going on over there in Washington. And all right, folks, that does it for me. We solved a lot of things tonight. We got a new name for the Washington football team. So I feel like we've accomplished a lot today. Everybody is smarter for having listened to this podcast without those other two people bringing down the intelligence level. So I feel like this was a complete win tonight. So I'll go ahead And I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 4th and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at 4th and Short Podcast.